take a time machine back to before the world went to hell. Around the year 2000. Like and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And continue the conversation on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you're cool enough, join the show on Patreon for exclusive bonus content, specials, and early access to a longer, uncensored, less than 2,000 experience. And now, Less Than 2,000 with Adam Wentz and Chad Bischoff. Less Than 2,000. Now part of the Greenlit Podcast Network. So, I watched Fresh Prince, The Reunion, last night. Really? So did I. But that's not the point. I then went, because I, I, I was curious, I actually went and listened to our podcast right after it. And I got to tell you. The one on The you, Fresh Prince? The one on The Fresh Prince. No, okay. a different one. We're talking Fresh Prince. So, yes, I went and listened to episode 12 on Fresh Prince. Yo, home, smell you later. <laughs> I got to be honest, man, and I'm, I'm okay admitting this. I'm disappointed in us. Really? Yeah. After re-listening to our podcast, which I know, yes, we were only at episode 12 and all that kind of stuff, yada, yada, yada. But Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is our, one of our top, like, five favorite shows of all time from our totally. youth, right? Totally. I totally. mean, maybe even top two or three, right? Absolutely love everything about it. We could not have been more surface on what we had to say about Fresh Prince other than a couple of, a couple of stories. That's how I feel. What? One of the things that stood out at me immediately was how much that show, how important that show was for the African-American community and how influential it was and how much freedom they had to actually be able to tell real impactful stories in their show even though it was a live action comedy can, can it, i first of all lots of things going through my mind right now i disagree spit it out i think i i First of all, I think way to open the show, dude, by by crapping on one of our other shows, like right off the top, like we suck. Don't even listen to episode twelve. Didn't and, didn't say don't listen to episode and, twelve. I'm just saying it num- it deserved more. Number two, we went, we did go deep. We did we did talk about the serious episodes. We talked about how great James Avery was. We talked about uh, we we got a little deep. How great was this reunion? Oh, I mean, amazing. It was so awesome to see that cast come back together in the rebuilt set oh. and 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 just to see the clips, to see how their stories weave together, to see all that kind of stuff. It it brought so many chills in a good way because it just reminded me of how great that show was. The look on Will Smith's face when he set foot into the rebuilt set, I, I, I just can't get out of my, like the gen, yes, he's a great actor. Maybe he was acting. Yeah. But the, <laughs> the look on his face of the awe and wonder and the I can't believe I'm here was worth the, uh, the 75 minutes or the hour and 15 minutes that this was. We got to remember that that this was the show that launched him. I mean, he had his rap oh, career. Yeah. I know we already, already kind of said this before, but 
But just think about this. You don't, Will Smith doesn't go and star in Independence Day and become an action icon and do bad boys in all of those movies without Fresh Prince. Absolutely. So going back to the roots, he was doing that when he was, I mean, he was a young kid, fresh, fresh in the industry, 2021. I mean, so new that one of my favorite parts as a filmmaker is how in the beginning he would learn everybody's lines and then lip them. (laughs) How many scenes is he actually sitting there mouthing the other people's lines until finally the other actors are like, Will, stop it. Stop it. (laughs) Don't don't do this. (laughs) And that made it into the show. And it made it into the show. Those cuts, you can actually see them next to Jazz mouthing it along. That that was hilarious. Let's talk about Jazz real quick. I just want to get this. When I first saw DJ Jazzy Jeff there in the the family, I was sitting there thinking, like, why was he invited? Like, he was a bit character. Like, he wasn't the part of the main cast. And then I actually looked it up, and he was in 46 or 47 of the 148 episodes they did. So Jazz was actually in one-third of the overall episodes, so he did deserve to be there. Totally. How about that story? They were on a rap tour, and and you know Will Smith just went to Quincy Jones' uh, party and got and hired and auditioned on the spot. We talked about that, season one, episode 12. See, we went deep on that. See, see, this is our reunion. See, this is like our reunion. Our episode. reunion. And We're so- rehashed. This is our first <laughs> reunion of episode 12. So what about Carlton's audition? I love the tape of Carlton's audition. He's in like that in the track, track suit. suit. And he's, the funniest thing about it was like his his sassy face. He, he had this like, he wasn't like Carlton yet. He was like playing it with an attitude, like kind of like a little bit yeah. of a, like a bad boy almost. <laughs> like yeah, he had an edge. He was trying to be hard <laughs> in his audition. <laughs> Talking about Carlton, they went into depth about the Carlton dance and Will says he can't do it. And I really figured it out. I studied it. And I noticed okay. that, that that it's hard to do because Carlton really does have this opposite thing going. His arms Correct. go one way. The hips go the other way. And the tendency, everybody goes hips and arms one way. See, hips and I was arms just testing it in slow motion for everybody. I was testing the Carlton dance in slow motion, intentionally trying to go opposite directions still went the same direction. And is that- that's how hard it is that I can't do it slowly thinking about it. And that he just developed that on his own. And he's like, how would Carlton dance? And it's, it, it was his idea and it became one of the most iconic things. And maybe because of that hip going one way, arms going the other way, is that maybe part of the reason why he injured himself doing the Carlton on dancing with the stars? Because like your body doesn't naturally move like that. Yeah. Now I do in hindsight feel a little bad about saying that about Carlton, because you're right. The body has to do insane things to be able to do the Carlton dance. What about the 90s fashion, man? They, they spent a whole segment on the 90s fashion, and I totally love it. Oh, my God. Yeah. I just love the colors, the amazing, bright colors of the early 90s. Yeah. So cool. What's so funny is that's your takeaway. I'm sitting there clocking the Jordans they're wearing going, God, I want to find those those originals. Oh, my God, I want to find. Like, they're wearing the original Jordans. And, like, they're in the pictures. Like, even in the courtroom when Jazz puts his foot up and you see the Jordan logo on the bottom, the Jumpman. I mean, like, 
they really were wearing the stuff that was so cool back in the day. Are you, are you ready to transition to the deep conversation? Go go get beyond the surface and go deep into the cultural relevance of this show? A little awkward transition, but, you know, sure. <laughs> I don't know well, if I can go th- th- that deep, but let's well, try it. Bring okay. me down. Bring me down, man. Bring me down. That show, Fresh Prince, was so formative for you and me to experience and learn about black culture. We were not exposed to it in our day-to-day lives whatsoever. And that that show really, especially, you know, 11, 12, 13, really opened my eyes to the struggles that they had. Like just the fact that they get pulled over for being black in a white neighborhood. It, it taught it taught, I'll speak for myself, it taught me a lot. Yeah, it's surface level. Yeah, it's an NBC sitcom. But it really opened my eyes to that whole thing. And Will said, you know, of the episode where they get pulled over by the cops without cause, that he, he said it's still, still as relevant now as it was 30 years ago, unfortunately. And yeah. it is true. Correct. Well, I mean, just the, the clip of je- of... of of jazz in the courtroom when when he's got his hands up in the air and Philip goes, you can put your hands down, jazz. And he goes, uh-uh, he's got a gun. He's a, he, The cop's got a gun. He's right in front of me. I'm not putting my hands down. Yep. And then he goes, put your hands down. And he slowly puts his hands down and looks at the cop and says, I'm putting my hands yeah. on the table right now. And, and that's, <laughs> that's what's so brilliant that they could combine social... Uh, statements with comedy. I mean, that is satire. That is genius writing. That is taking it from some stupid comedy to something meaningful and lasting. And and, and along those lines, when they get pulled over and and Will's been through it a million times, and he's like, keep your hands on the steering wheel. And Carlton's like, the cops are your friends. They'll tell us where to go. And he reaches his hand out like, hi, I'm Carlton Banks. He's like, hands on the wheel. Yep, yep. So, so... I'm going to circle back to what I said to start out the show. This is what I'm talking about, about going deeper into how important this show was. Because really looking at it from a different lens after watching this reunion show, um, it it, it really, it made me feel something, Adam. (laughs) Really putting on a new lens after watching that that documentary, that, that, that reunion, it was far more influential and far more real than I even really had given it credit for last year when we did this episode. And that's why I'm so glad we revisited this show as our first reunion because <laughs> it, it really, it, it brings things to light. And the fact that your three favorite moments of the entire series were three moments showed in the reunion. So there's yep. no way we could go through our reunion, our first rehash of a show without bringing up those three moments. Dude, thank you so much. Cause I didn't want to point out that in episode 12 of season one, I said, you know, talked about the dramatic moments and you know, the episode with his father, the episode with the police, the episode where, uh, Phil, uh, you know, uh, Will gets shot defending Carlton. They played yep. those episodes. And not only they played the clips that I referenced 
It, because the, the specific I, clips, the specific <laughs> moments were the ones that they played. That I, abs- I absolutely love the um, Philip going off on the white cops. Like, I'm going to bury this place in so much litigation. Your grandchildren are going to need lawyers. I love that episode. And the, yeah. I want that gun. And, yes. and, and it, it, it just, it, the, oh, oh my God. Let's talk about the episode, that scene where he's crying about his dad. Oh, I'm getting chills right now thinking of just watching that little clip on the reunion when he is so right. emotional and he's like, I'm going to marry me a fine honey. I'm going to have all kinds of kids and he can't tell me how to love my kids. And, and then he just like, he's being tough and Philip sees it and is so heartbroken and just kind of lets him go. And then, you know, then Will just breaks down and says, how come he don't want me? And Philip just grabs him and hugs him. I mean, what an amazing, powerful moment on what is otherwise generally a comedy. Yep. So, so real. On the Super Nintendo Dad's Entertainment Podcast, catch us grumbling about the news every Monday on the Morning Dadcast, chatting with industry professionals, and most importantly, teaching our kids just how incredible or horrible 80s and 90s video game and pop culture truly was. All right, what else you got? The Sega Slingshot. <laughs> Don't have a cow, man. <laughs> the blast processing was really fast. Why can knuckles fly even? Tide Prondo. What does that even mean? Samurai Pizza Cats. Gabe, we almost named you Guido Anchovy. <laughs> Doing a Belvedere requires a set of low hangers. I'm gonna die! <laughs> right here on Greenlit. Need some adventure in your life? What Mad Universe is a podcast about the history of sci-fi, fantasy, and horror, where we delve the depths of pop culture history. Everything's the same politically, but we have ray guns. The, the actual motive isn't to explore something that's, quote, yeah. scientifically possible. Or... But neither is Star Wars, and I know there's Shh. arguments about that, but I would definitely consider Star Wars science fiction. You haven't it's... read Dune! You have... No, I haven't. You can never be the Kwisatz Haderach. What Mad Universe on the Greenlit Podcast Network. And, and uh, let's transition to the conversation about James Avery, because I think that was by far my favorite moment. I think Philip Banks and specifically James Avery was, is probably, when I really think about it, one of my favorite actors of all time. He could do it all. He could do amazing comedy, but he could mm-hmm. also do the serious stuff. And I loved both. And you could tell he was like a stage actor. You could tell he was like totally. projection, projection and just like a classically trained Shakespeare actor and that he tells a story will tells a story about that scene i was just referencing with the father and Mm -hmm. and will kept he flubbed the line or whatever and phil and and will was going off it's like damn it and like really pissed at himself and philip says hey and he points at his eyes he's like use me right here god just amazing and then the very next take is the take they used in the show and 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 James Avery whispered in Will's ear as they were hugging, now that's acting. God, I just got chills. Oh my God. He helped those kids along. He, he was the father figure. He taught them how to act and he taught them about their culture. Hillary, um, y- y- you know, every single one of them took something from him, not just about acting, but about, who they about being a human being and it's just such a shame man he was 68 when he died i mean 
that just, that scares me, man. And, and, and it's like, you know, he was a big dude. He's 300 pounds plus and like constantly with a big, you know, everything and like really getting into it. So he, he burns so bright and burns so fast. And, and I just, you know, man, on a real note, like I, you know, I hope that's motivation to you to like really get into shape. You're always talking about worried about getting a heart attack and things like that on this show. And, 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 you know, you've mentioned being overweight a couple times, like this should be, you know, I don't want to lose you in, in 28 years, man. So, you know, oh, thanks man. Yeah. How's that for going deep? Well, yeah, I mean, I let me let me let me hit pause on this so I can wipe my tears away because you know that was really heartfelt and you know, I love how it takes having a microphone or a camera in front of us for you to ever actually say something meaningful. Like the only time you really say anything meaningful is when there's an audience. <laughs> I think I'm you're just overstating kidding. that. But I'm yeah. overstating that. Now, entirely. see, now you're but, def- you're doing what I normally do: deflecting serious moments with comedy. That's what happens with me. Like, we, you know, it gets too real, and I'm like, oh god, I can't handle this. And then I just yeah. like make a joke or, or something to like diffuse. Well, it. true. Except we are trying to entertain everybody listening to this at the same time, so needed to interject something there. But no, I'm I, no, it's true. Yeah, and for everybody listening to this. I have been working out and taking my vitamins and it's working. When they brought up the fact that like, that's the chair he would sit on on set every Mm. rehearsal. It was like his captain's chair. Mm. And to just be thinking in terms of like, here they're all in this room and the, 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 the father, the, the head of the household. Well, I kind of consider Vivian kind of the head of the household, but, but Philip first gone. First Vivian, yes. But Philip being gone and them feeling that missing energy, mm. you could tell it really it really affected them. And I think because I, I think until you till you're part of a family like that on a show or a movie or something that has a long run, I think it's hard for people to you know, we're looking at it as entertainment. What people miss is it becomes their family. It becomes and then they grew up there. I mean, yep. I think it's hard, even if you're an adult and you're working in such crazy, fast, emotional situations in general, now picture it that you're growing up on it. And I think that's where it meant so much to them. And I think that's where you could really feel the sincerity in that reunion, in every aspect, in every aspect, except for one. And we can't stop until we bring up the one thing that I equally hated and loved all at the same moment. <laughs> That's is a nice when transition right there. Vivian won, thank you. When Vivian won, came yes. back and met Will Smith for the first time, yep. and they recorded it, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Janet Hugh. I'm sorry. That looked so canned. It you did, know man. they already knew what they were going to say. Dude. Like, totally pre-approved by the publicity department pre-approved on everything and then will smith sitting down and looking her in the eye and being sincere and her being like do you know what it's like being a black woman who's got her name tarnished you know and he's just like you know i never meant for that to happen and Mm -hmm. you know totally canned but the only redeeming moment of that is when she's like we always knew you were going to be the star and he just goes (laughs) i know what you're going to talk about he just goes yep (laughs) (laughs) her career takes a massive hit she tells him you were always gonna be a star and he just goes "Mm -hmm." (laughs) mm-hmm 
I know he did. I had the same note, dude. I couldn't help, but I couldn't help but just laugh my ass off. He's just like smug. He's just like, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah I knew it too. He's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Of oh, course, I was so going to be a star. That you I'm the Fresh that. Prince. Right? That's so funny. You, you, that that same that same moment jumped out at me too. Also, at the beginning, when she's like, "You look well," and he's like. Thank you. And he's just yeah. like, you know what I mean? He's just not, like, not so do you. And she right. looked great, by the way. She, she looked amazing, by she the did. way. She looked better than a lot of the other cast members. They, and you look I, good. Mm-hmm. I thought, I thought, first of all, I thought they all looked great. She did look much better than Vivian, too. Well, that's much what I mean. Better. Yes. Um, and, you know, Jeffrey looks a little old, but but Carlton, dude, Hillary hasn't aged, aged a day. I mean, she, they, they all look great. So I completely agree with you about this. So it was very much staged. It seemed very staged. And it also seemed to me like Janet Hubert was acting. It did not yes. seem like she was like having a heart to heart. She was like, she was putting it on. It is, it is totally. very cool that, very cool that they got back together. But so of course real. it's only because of a show and you know, it, but it was cool. It was cool that it happened. I didn't care for the execution. It seemed a little insincere and I have to be honest with you. She she does seem like someone that might be a little difficult to work with. Like I I don't have any frame of reference for that, but just her demeanor, just her just the way she she uh, kind of communicates, not to mention her character was the super strong stringent head of the household. Yeah. She was the boss. Mm-hmm. So there's a level of being in character, there's a level of being who you're also portraying, right. plus having the problems at home. That's recipe for a disaster. And here's, here's Will Smith, 21-year-old, like, yeah, what's up? I'm awesome. Yeah, Making the world jokes, by the balls. Hyping up a cra- he had everything. Yep. Yep. He was the star. He was. So, you know, I, he okay. should have been more cognizant there's there's fault on both sides it definitely hurt her much more and and the other thing i I hate to like bash her because i love her and i'm glad she's doing better but like if you've got problems and you saw how close the cast was obviously she was kind of the odd one out but like why aren't you sharing that with people why aren't you coming to your your quote family that the people that you see every day for three years at that point and say look i'm going through some and and she can't yeah. for her to be like you have no idea what I was going through, like well yeah because you didn't tell us like how could yeah, we know exactly so <laughs> how are you supposed to know if you don't open up your mouth yeah in other words she dug her own grave but then will threw some extra dirt on it or threw yes. a lot of dirt on it he buried it it's not just a lo- it was a lot of dirt I mean he basically covered yeah. her up for from a lead role for like 20 years you're right so so anyway that that's enough said about that it was anyway enough said about that but how cool was it for her to come back in and at least be part of that room (laughs) for five minutes (laughs) for five minutes i mean it was a little it was like get out well at first i thought they were just going to do that little that little first meetup in the studio yeah and then that was it like one of them said no way you're not coming to the soundstage yeah me too like that's what i thought so when they finally all did come together it was like okay thank god they at least all had their moment should have been more than five minutes but yeah i I would they had the moment (laughs) i would say it was like that then the producers say okay now go sit on that chair and do your one-on-one interview you know what i mean yeah but it's (laughs) Because I thought, I thought, I thought the same thing. Like they weren't going to do the reunion with the whole full cast, but then once once they did, I thought she would sit there and be a part of it the rest of the way. You know what nope. I mean? <laughs> Suddenly, boop, gone. That was cool though when the two Vivians met each other. What we both can agree on is how awesome was it to go back and 
re relive <laughs> Fresh Prince of Bel Air. You know, oh. like great show. Not only is it a great show that we can still, and I think it's cool that they said that 30 years later, it's almost more popular now Mm -hmm. than it was then. So thankfully for streaming, thankfully you can still relive all of it today, you know, and it was great to give the audience a little look behind the curtain on, on what that show really truly gave the world because it was, it was more than even I realized I'm glad, I, and I'm glad we got to rehash this today. I'm glad we got to go back and revisit something that we've done. Yeah, and uh, I think we did go. And, deeper. and thanks for making me feel. And yes, we did go way deeper, way deeper. And this was what I was saying when I said I think we could have done more, and that I'm disappointed in season one, Chad and Adam, because this is what Fresh Prince deserved. <laughs> 